Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. I am your host, and I'm excited to welcome in my guest today, Robert Butwin. Now, Robert grew up in a family of successful business people and self-made millionaires. Early in his business life, he made a crucial decision to leave behind all the country club smart ways of his business upbringing and pursue the more personally satisfying, financially secure profession of network marketing. He entered the network marketing field on a part-time basis 37 years ago. After recognizing its potential, he got into it full-time and has been doing that since, he, well, he calls himself actually unemployed, psychologically unemployable since September 7th, 1990. Robert's successful career has earned him the respect and admiration of colleagues throughout the profession. He's been associated with several MLM firms and each time became one of their top income earners. He's actively involved in leadership roles with several organizations, including the Social Networking Association, which is the industry's professional organization. He also, by the way, is a member of the MLMIA Hall of Fame. He's been a contributing writer for many professional trade journals, a host on different webinars, author of a best-selling book, Street Smart Networking, and has produced many training CDs at this time. He's traveled extensively internationally to share his insights and wisdom to others and to help entrepreneurs accelerate their success. He's a wizard at networking and a strategist for entrepreneurs who can help transform your vision into reality. He also has a superpower, which is connecting people and helping entrepreneurs discover their blind spots. Robert and his wife, Bonnie, live in the beautiful wine country of Northern California. I have never been to Northern California, Robert, but welcome to the Spot Island Speaking Show. Well, you're going to have to come out here and visit. I mean, once you come, I mean, you know, let me let me back up. I grew up in Minnesota. <laughs> I grew up in Minnesota, went to Arizona, and then moved here. My wife likes to say, too cold, too hot, just perfect. So it, whenever you want to come out here, we've got a large house. It's got a guest bedroom. It's in the wine country. Beautiful greenery it's just gorgeous here now i've been to san francisco many times does that count as northern california <laughs> it is but we're 55 miles due north of there we're in the sonoma napa valley super all right so robert you know you and i have gotten acquainted over a few networking events and all that which is what you're a pro at certainly so i do so appreciate you jumping on here today to share some of your wisdom some of your expertise on networking and other things but the focus of this show is primarily on helping aspiring speakers 
have more success and build a successful speaking career. So did you do speaking before you got into the network marketing field 37 years ago, or was that something that came upon your plate after you got involved in MLM? It came in after, let me tell you a story because I think it's really relevant to everything, you know, everything that people that are aspiring to be a speaker quite often will go through. You know, I was, I went to a company event. I was the only one in our area that went to the event. So I was called on to share all my insight and wisdom of what I learned from the event. And so within my first 30 seconds, my knees buckled, my eyes rolled back in my head <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. So my wife suggested I go to Toastmasters. And so I went to Toastmasters and again, you've got to work on your craft. I don't care if it's speaking um, on stage or on a podcast, whatever the case is, um, you, you need to continually focus on getting better and better at your speaking. So I actually took speaking, um, took a speaking course from a guy that I'm sure you probably know of, Bill Gove, mm-hmm. um, who is one of the godfathers, so to speak, in, in you know the public speaking arena. Um, and, and so I've continually worked on my craft. So that's where I, when I started um, realizing I was going to have more and more opportunities to speak. And since then, I've been on stage with many of the iconic speakers. So you are the second person I've actually interviewed today, Robert, that has mentioned Toastmasters as part of their process for becoming more comfortable in the speaking arena. So I'm taking you would highly recommend it to people that need to get that under their feet, so to speak. hundred percent. You know, most people don't realize these mental pauses, the ums, the ahs, one way or the other. And it just helps build your confidence of talking about a variety of different speaking, you know, areas of where you can speak one way or the other. And so, I mean, I wasn't an overnight success. And quite often when I started my speaking career, because I mentioned I was on stage with many of the iconic speakers, my mindset was I'm a duck out of water. You know, I was on stage with for example, T. Harv Eckerd, when he originally started, Jim Rohn three times, Les Brown three times, Wayne Dyer once, uh, Michael Gerber, meaning because of my accomplishment, accomplishments in MLM, the MLM company would quite often bring in these speakers. But since that point, you know, I've gone on to speak on many other stages thereafter. So when you got into the network marketing and began speaking, how soon after you began the process of being a full-time network marketer, did the speaking become part of your marketing toolbox, so to speak? Quite a while afterwards, myself personally. It goes back to what Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell talks about, 10,000 hours, I mm-hmm. think, in the book, Tipping Point. You know, I had to continually get up and be, feel comfortable. I mean, I even remember when originally clubhouse and again it's nobody's seen you but you have this opportunity to speak so the more that you do it and the more that you've got the mindset that this is something that i'm going to master i'm going to continually improve my skills as a speaker so that i can speak in front of larger audiences and in fact i've got four different events this week that i'm speaking on and that's going to continually accelerate because you know i focused on creating more visibility and just showing up to be a value and service in the marketplace. And ultimately, it gets to the point where people recognize the value I have, such as when you and I met. And we had a one-on-one conversation, didn't know where the conversation was going to go, but you realized that I would be able to contribute to your audience. So that happens as a speaker also. 
the more as you network and there's many different platforms to network on and to show up mm-hmm. um, and have that visibility so that you can continually refine and perfect your craft. So over the years, as you've done more and more speaking, I assume that initially you're speaking primarily focused on recruitment and the things that, you know, network marketers need to do to grow their organization. Correct or not correct? You know, it's correct. I I look at myself as a how-to. Okay. I I never necessarily, to this point, really tried to pitch from stage. Mm -hmm. I know there's an art, one of the guys that I used to coach and mentor, I mentored him, was one of the top people in that area, which was Jerry Clark. And he mentored some of the people, and I'm sure you're going to recognize some of these names, Susan Sly, Ellie Drake, Jeffrey Combs, Myron Golden, Todd Falcone, all took his speaking class. So, um, but, you know, whenever you're speaking, there's different kinds of strategies that you might implement based on the things that you're doing. I mean, quite often there's a, you know, I mean, for the longest time, people, you know, would get paid to speak. Now more and more going, realizing that most people are not paying to speak and it's all making money on the back of the room, you know, the back end. Well, I always tell, you know, people ask me, should I be a keynoter or should I be a platform seller or whatever? And I I would tell them based on my personal experience. I mean, I had a colleague, Robert, who once did $995,000 in sales at one event, one 90-minute speech. I said, if you can truly master the art of selling from the platform, you can make far more money as a platform seller than you ever will as a keynote speaker. 100% agree. And besides that, that's just the entry point into your, so to speak, funnel. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's an entrepreneur realizes, you know, the real money is in the is in the lifetime value of that customer. Yep. You know, it's not that one time sale. You know, th- you know, that's just the beginning of where the relationship goes to the next level. So, as you've moved, apparently, on from the world of network marketing, are you still actively involved? You know, I am involved, but that whole profession, and let me let me clarify that, because that whole profession has changed over the last five to 10 years. How so? Um, you know, because of technology, more because of regulations, more of it is an affiliate. I call it a hybrid, where it's an affiliate and there's a leverage back end um, going on as far as the back end. So it's more about customer acquisition and then upgrading them into a business. And with technology, everything from chat GPT, the affiliate links, everything else like that. Um, you know, we're still going to have to, we're still going to have to overcome the perception in certain people's minds, but a true master at the craft of communication, because that's really, you know, what speaking is, you become a master at your communication. Um, they understand that, to be successful, you need to be able to help people shift their perception. You mm-hmm. need to understand what their perception is first uh, and address that somehow in your communication. You know, I remember Zig Ziglar said, you know, when he told the story about selling knives, you know, he, he realizes the two biggest challenges in the mind of the other people. And he covered that in his presentation. So if you're covering the key points in your presentation, um, so how has network marketing changed? It's more of an affiliate program. It's more product centered. Um, you know, I've said from stage many times, if people really, if people really understood MLM, everybody, everybody would be involved in it. But based on perception, that, that's not going to happen because to me, MLM stands for making life meaningful, making lots of money, making love more, 
uh, multi-level marketing, whichever one you want. But in the meantime, it, it's really, it's it's a way to create whatever your dream is. I mean, it's probably in my mind, the, mo the most powerful business model out there because your success is based on helping other people become successful. And with technology that you can plug people into, it's a lot easier than it was in the past. So what do you primarily speak on these days, Robert? Networking, the art of networking. You know, I think, you know, when you and I did the one-on-one, -on -one, I love acronyms. To me, the art is how you attract the right people into your universe, so to speak, how you retain the right people that are serious and committed to taking whatever they're doing to the next level, MLM or not, it doesn't matter. And the T is the transformation that they're going to have because of the relationship that they have with you. You know, you and I, Britt, are what, what I look at and what uh, Ronnie Tsunami talks about, a transformational leader. You know, we realize that most people settle for a variety of different reasons. You know, they get programmed to go out and get a good job and, you know, work that job. And more and more people are realizing that there's not a satisfaction in a job. So the key is how do you um, um, expand your network? Because you've probably heard the saying that your net worth is in direct relationship to the value of your network. Sure. So, um, you know, I take a look at, and it's like when I started networking, and I sort of modeled myself after Harvey McKay, after Harvey McKay, who was a 70-year friend of my mom, who just recently passed away. Um, you know, in, in his book was Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. But I take a look at him as, so to speak, the godfather of networking. And so I've modeled myself after him. And I realized that the more that I can develop quality relationships will, will translate into, number one, the income I earn, but more importantly, living more of a meaningful life. All right. So let's talk about this networking thing a little bit more, Robert. So sure. first of all, what differences, if any, in your mind, are there between doing networking in an online environment and doing networking in an in-person event? Well, again, I cut my teeth on the in-person events. And first of all, online is much more cost-effective. And I'll get into number one. Number two, people usually would, most of the people in the in-person events will hang out in clicks. When I would go to an event, I would go out to meet different people and be able to excuse myself politely to the point that I, you know, I'm looking to make other connections to meet, to introduce other people. So either way, there's different strategies as it relates to actually networking. But my whole thing is to create a team. So I'm looking to find, and by the way, the acronym of team is together. Everybody achieves miracles, not more. So I want to create a team because I want to stay in my state of genius. So um, as far as the online networking events, some of the biggest mistakes that I see people make, number one, they're branding something else, not, them, not themselves. They want to be branding themselves. Number two, they're pitching people on the wrong thing. They're trying to sell people there without really getting a chance to get to know the other person. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing that you want to be pitching in an online event is to do why they want to do a one-on-one -on -one with you, because that's where the real magic happens. That's where you had a better chance to get to know me. I had a better chance to get to know you. And so I'm focused on what I call USC when I'm doing the online events. That's, and again, that should be in the, you know, be it if it's online or in person, the same thing. But the U is understand the other person. 
What do you do? What are you doing as it relates to um, what what you should be doing to expand your business? I want to understand what they do, what they're doing to expand their business. So I want to understand them as the you. Asking questions. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is when they see the first opening, they go right to the jugular. Mm -hmm. They go right into the transaction mode. But it, the more, it's sort of like peeling a, a peeling an onion. The more you peel the different layers of the onion, you get down to the real meaningful aspects. So, but understand the other person, number one. Number two, be of service. Service and value to the other person. Figure out if there's a connection or something you can guide them to. Like I've got a list of, and I opened my vault to you, over 60 different networking events that are going online on an ongoing basis. You know, figure out who you can make the right connection to. Figure out what you can do as it relates to what they're doing, what would be valuable to them. So that's the S. And then the C is focus on connection from human being, human to human, and focus on collaborations, not transactions. If you do it that way, mm -hmm. transactions will happen. All right. So obviously an important part of the process is follow-up. So what are some of the tips you might recommend to people on how to best follow up with those introductions that have been made at an event and to further leverage that relationship over time? Well, being very candid and very open and honest with you, at this point, I probably have about a D in follow-up. <laughs> so I can tell you what, what where I'm where I'm shifting to, and part of the reason why, you know, my great I would grade myself so low is I I like to give irresistible offers, you know I don't like to you know and, and again I know the fortune is in the follow through, but if somebody really wants to collaborate with me I give them what I call an irresistible offer I've just made that shift and it's happening but what I would recommend doing because. I think people are getting inundated with too many emails. And I think most people like myself probably go delete, 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 and don't even look at most of their emails. Yeah. So I would suggest a text message back to the other person. Uh, some of the fact that, you know, it was great connecting with you. I look forward to our future conversations. I can see a couple of things that would be worthwhile that are beneficial to you. Um, so let's set an you know, in the next couple of weeks, let us set a, another time to reconnect. Mm -hmm. So like that in a text message. All right. So I have a couple other questions I want to ask you, Robert. But before we sure. do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spotlight on a Speaking Show. And my guest for this episode is Robert Butwin, who's a networking genius. So let's continue down this path on networking, Robert because it is so important to speakers as they're trying to build their platform and get speaking engagement and all that. The more people that know them that they can be of service to, we'll be happy to be referral partners for them long-term if they're providing value both ways, certainly. So let's, let's circle back around to give me maybe three of your best tips for being most highly successful in a networking situation. Number one, it's your activities. 
how many different networking events are you actually going to where you have the opportunity to meet somebody that might be the right person for you. So that would be the number one tip. You know, I do approximately 25 different networking events on, you know, all online every single month. That nets me approximately 25 to 30 one-on-ones a week. Do the number. I'm talking to 100 people because, again, I don't leave success to accident. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm committed. I'm clear as it relates. And by the way, a lot of the reason why I continually work, not because I need to, but I need to to stay relevant. I need to stay more in tune to what's really happening in the marketplace so I can be more effective in attracting the right people. So that would be the first one that I would suggest as far as um, other other things besides getting into proper action is having simple, profound messaging. Um, There's a lot of times when I talk to different people, it's like they go, all over the place and they're not really clear because again mm-hmm. the biggest thing that we're dealing with is the other person's perception their perception is their reality right. so you need clear and impactful and precise messaging and the third thing is how you position yourself in the mind of the other person we can control that narrative for example one of the books i read originally you know early on in my career was um uh, positioning battle for your mind. He gave three different examples. One of them was when Seven Up was trying to break into the cola war. How they position themselves, the uncola. Mm-hmm. So we can all control the way that we position ourselves. And then the other, another one, which is a fourth, is be prepared. Have your one sheet ready. You know, have your target market. Know who you're looking to attract. And um, going through going going through the process with the mindset that you know that you're going to accomplish your objectives. You know, be committed and having clear intentions. I've got to ask this, Robert. So I, I find that I do a fair amount of network events, not nearly as many as you do, because I, I find them very, let's say, where they wear me out, so to speak. So how do you keep up for so many networking events? Well, 25 in a week isn't that, I mean, in a month is not that many. And because first of all, I go into a networking event knowing that something good is going to happen. I don't know what is going to happen, but again, it goes back to my commitment based on things I'm looking to accomplish. And so I know, you know, I'm on stage at a networking event. I'm there to um, figure out what I'm going to say. I don't go in with a, you know, a, a so, so to set, so to speak, set script, but I go in with the intention that I'm going to meet one or more of the right people that would do follow-ups with me. So, um, you know, it's just part of what you, knowing that this is what you need to do. So I'm always excited when I go into a networking event, because again, if it, but if I wasn't excited, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't show up. All right. So let's, let's uh, flip the script here a little bit and bear your soul. Maybe tell our listeners, a mistake that you either made in your speaking career or in some networking situation that you would highly advise aspiring speakers not to make? You know, I've made so The reason the big, big sigh is made so many mistakes, <laughs> you know, but I grow from my mistakes. You know, a good one of my mentors who just recently passed away, she said, we all have different experiences. Experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. So I take a look at the mistakes as a stepping stone. I mean, I remember one time, you know, I told you one of my experiences about when I first started off, after I was already successful in network marketing, I started off rambling on stage. I was introduced, you know, the great introduction, and I started rambling, and the person that was running the event 
goes like this. If you if you can see me, meaning a sign across my throat, cut it. Cut, you know, I was supposed to speak twenty five minutes. I only spoke for five minutes. Um, when I originally started off, I used powerpoints. Now I don't need powerpoints anymore. Mm -hmm. So you know, you learn how not to use those crutches, so that you're able to have better eye cont contact and connect with other people. Speaking is an art again and it's how you continually evolve and um you know continually evolve and perfect that art all right so i want to give you a couple of minutes robert to tell people a little bit more about what you do and how they can get involved in your world if they so choose well for those of for those of you that want to get involved and want to have a one-on-one -on -one so that i can help you elevate and accelerate your success um, besides networking, I'm a strategist and I can bring magic into your life. Now, I believe in multiple streams of income, you know, and I always already tipped the tipped it, tipped my hat to the point that um, I like acronyms. So my multiple streams streams of income is CLAP, C-L-A-P, which is your coaching and consulting business. Obviously, if you're speaking, there's a, you know, a back end of where you're really looking to lead people so that the C is there. Your L is your leveraged resources. You know, one of them is if you've got a program and you've got affiliates representing your program, that's a leveraged resource. MLM is another example of a leveraged resource. Mm -hmm. A is your affiliate income. For example, I didn't want to master technology. So I've attracted people in my inner circle that can do that and give me a small commission for that. Or if somebody doesn't have funding to pay for whatever you're selling, um, one of the companies I work with will give you, will get you funding for where you don't have to pay it back for a year and a half at 0% interest. And then my P is your passive income, which is, you know, if you're looking in my background, sports memorabilia is one example of my passive income. Another one is real estate stock market. I started investing in the stock market back when it was 3000, um, you know, gold and silver is another one, cryptocurrency. I'm not in cryptocurrency, but I believe in multiple streams of income. So if somebody's interested in, connecting with me i'll give them a free gift you experienced it it's worth a thousand dollars you know I, i'm going to open my vault number one and the value of my time is a thousand an hour so if i'm going to spend a half an hour of my time with them i can guarantee them whoever takes me up on this offer will come away with something it's not going to be the same thing for everybody because again it goes back to usc i need to understand who you are and what you're doing, and then I can give you some great insight. But if you type the word or text, yeah, I'm sorry, go to your phone and to the number 707-870-9474 and text the word WIN, all small letters, W-I-N, because again, my name's Robert Butlin. When you connect with Robert, you will do nothing but WIN. So if you want to take advantage of my, you know, to take whatever you're doing to the next level, just go back to the number 707-870-9474 and text the word WIN, all small letters. All right, super. Well, I will make sure that appears in the show notes down below. So thank you, Robert, for sharing your networking tips today. And as always, I thank everybody for listening out there. If you haven't already, hop on over to spotlightonspeaking.com. Register with your favorite service to be notified of upcoming episodes. And as always, I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do. And may this year be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros. 
and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in and remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business. Oh, 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 o